This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Apple surprised us with a new 13-inch MacBook Pro with its more powerful M2 processor. But is it worth the upgrade? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is our resident laptop expert, Dan Ackerman, who's had a chance to play around with the new MacBook. Welcome, Dan. Hey, good to be here. So you've had a chance to really test out the 13-inch MacBook Pro, really put it through its paces. Overall, what do you think? Well, it's interesting. This is the first MacBook with the new M2 chip, which everyone has been waiting for, a sequel to the M1, which was Apple's first Apple silicone chip. Uh, but they're not putting it in like a fancy new design or, or something mm-hmm. really groundbreaking. They're just taking the existing 13-inch MacBook Pro, which already had the M1, and they're just shoving the M2 in it. So it's sort of like new inside, old outside. Right. Well, that, that leads us to the, the big question then. Does the M2 really make a difference? You know, we went through all the benchmarking on this, and I can say the M2 is definitely faster than the M1, and significantly so, just like the M1 was faster than the the last version of the uh, MacBook Pro that had an Intel chip in it. Now, that doesn't mean the M2 is the top of the line. Uh, The Mm -hmm. naming is kind of confusing, which Apple is usually pretty good at naming things so you know what's better than than something else. But in this case, the M1 is kind of the bottom end, and you can still get that in several products. Then there's the M2. Then way above that is the M1 Pro that's only available in a few things, and then the M1 Max and the M1 Ultra. So the M2 even though it's the newest, is technically, basically, I'd call it like the second slowest Apple silicon chip. Yeah, that that is a little confusing. I, I, I'm curious, I mean, why did they do that? And is it, does that, I mean, I suggest that that opens the door for, or, or leaves the door open for faster M2 chips down the line. But why, like how, what do you, how do you make sense of that confusing naming scheme? Yeah, they'll definitely have an M2 Pro and an M2 Mac and an M2 Ultra. I guess the two, the one and the two is the generation. And then with e- within each generation, they have versions of it, the regular, the Pro, the Macs, etc. That's how they've chosen to do it. I also find it very confusing that they have an <laughs> M1 Pro and you can get the MacBook Pro. So when people say they want to get an M1 Pro, do they mean the MacBook Pro with an M1, or do they mean a device with the M1 Pro chip in it? Uh, I've had several confusing conversations about this already. Oh my gosh, that's, that, that hurt my head a little bit, just just listening to that. Uh, well, going, going back to the M2 and sort of the difference between the M1, I know you did the tests, and according to the benchmarks, they all, you know, it's faster, but when you're sitting down and actually using it, uh, does it actually feel faster? I mean, no, because what, what do we use our laptops for 99% of the time? Uh, going online, email, right. watching movies. Right. That's all the same. And the M1 was, you know, more power than you needed for that. You really only run into uh, seeing it and feeling it if, like, you're doing some video editing. And this will be a little bit better if you got 4K video streams and stuff. But if you're super, super serious about that, you're probably going to trade up to the 14-inch MacBook Pro or the 16-inch where you can get those faster chips. Although they are much more expensive, I will say, in its defense, this new MacBook Pro with the M2 starts at $1299. Uh, 
Uh, if you want to go up to the 14 inch, that starts at 2000 and the 16 inch starts at 2500 and that's starting oh, wow. price. Wow, that, that, that is a big leap. Uh, beyond the M2, were there any other changes? I know the, the look and the, the chassis is essentially unchanged, but were there any other improvements put into this new 13-inch pack? It's a weird throwback. You know, it's got the older design, which you don't really see on any products except for the M1 MacBook Air, which is about to be replaced. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have the MagSafe connection. It doesn't have the newer webcam that all the new Macs are getting. It's still got a 720 low-resolution webcam. Um, it, it's pretty much, you know, an old body with a new chip shoved inside it, so it does feel a little bit out of place compared to all of the newer MacBooks, the 14-inch, the 16-inch, and the 13-inch Air that we're going to get next month. And yeah, that's, I guess that's my next question is, should we just wait around for that MacBook Air? Because they're, they're both using the M2 processor, so uh, should be roughly the same experience. But again, it has a lot of the upgrades, right? It's redesigned, it's got a better webcam. Does that put this MacBook Pro 13 in an awkward position? It does, just like the original M1 MacBook Pro was kind of in an awkward position because you can get an M1 MacBook Air for a lot less. That was, I thought, 90% the same. So the right. same thing here, this new MacBook Air, which frankly seems pretty good, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, it's also got the M2, but it's got a new design that's more like the 14-inch and 16-inch, you know, very modern-looking, cool colors even. Uh, it's got the better webcam. Um, so, so it has, it has a lot to, it has a lot to offer. It's going to be $1,199 to start versus $1,299 to the hundred bucks less. The only okay. real difference I would say off the top of my head is the Pro, even though it's an older body, has fans in it. So it has active cooling, which means you can run it a little bit harder. So you could okay. technically get better performance out of it. But to your point, this new MacBook Pro it's kind of for a very small slice of people. You really have to think hard about whether you're in the category of people that wants this. And I would say that's people who definitely want to step into the pro line without spending $2,000. Uh, right. People who feel like they really need the active cooling. Uh, people who are touch bar fans, because this is the last product you can still get with a touch bar. Mm. Or probably most likely, let's say you have a creative shop or something or a business and you have a lot of 13-inch MacBook Pros and you want platform continuity to swap old units out with new ones, the only difference mm. being the chip, that's probably why. There's a lot of these floating around, and if you just want to do a one-for-one -one swap, this product still exists for now. Oh, that, that makes a lot of sense because that was my first question is they, they redesigned all the other MacBooks. The MacBook Air is getting a re big redesign uh, with, this, with this model coming out. Why? What, was Maybe it just there's a lot of bodies sitting around in the factory, you know, and they can just swap in a new chip, and they got to use all these up before they get a new one. Oh, that's that's a fair point. Uh, well, to that, like, do you think the MacBook Pro, with especially with this one, you think the MacBook Pro 13 is going to keep this design for a while, or do you think it'll actually get a facelift anytime soon? I mean, it'll definitely get a facelift with whatever the next version is, or they could phase it out completely because Apple takes away screen sizes sometimes. Mm. Uh, they got rid of the 15, replaced it with the 16. You know, now they have a 14. Did I really need the 13, especially when the 13 Air is so close? And there's even rumors that they're going to bring back the 12-inch, which is one of my all-time favorites, that they really only offered for a couple of years. Oh, the uh, the actual just the MacBook, right? Right, Simply right, the with the 12-inch screen, right. which I loved. I feel like uh, that 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 did not. I think you're you're in the minority there. Didn't that not get as much love from others? It yeah. did, but I loved the size. It was so small and it was just fun to carry around. It didn't do much, but if you're just you know <laughs> if you're like you and me, and what do we do? We write stuff. It's great for that, right? 
Right. No, no, it's great for if you're just browsing the internet, if you're doing some research, nothing heavy duty. Yeah, you're right. It's, you're writing it's articles. Great to, it's great. It's great to lug around to a coffee shop uh, when back in the day when we used to go to coffee shops. I'm back in the coffee shop beat, although I sit outside. Oh, well, okay. There you go. There's some, that, I guess we should bring that one back then. I, I got my favorite spots. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, any other last thoughts on the the new MacBook Pro 13, uh, and and really going back to the ultimate question, like who who should who should really consider buying this thing? Yeah, it's a real narrow slice of the audience, but I do like that you can see a definite difference with the M2. But I think that MacBook Air that's coming next month is going to be a real game changer for a lot of people because it's the first real, real, real new design for this in many years. And frankly, it seems to have a lot of cool stuff, including the number one thing I think everyone needs now, which is a high-res webcam and the 1080 cameras that Apple puts in other products are frankly pretty good. So I think that one's going to be really popular. Got it. Well, good to know if you are looking to upgrade a Mac, uh, maybe maybe stick around or wait a bit until the back next shows month. up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, Dan, thank you for your time. You can check out his full review on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.